On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Welcome to another edition of the Storm Hour. Shandor Earl, Cooper Johns, Sam Hargraves were all present and accounted for. Looking forward to getting into a big, big show. Evening, lads. Good evening, Samuel. Hello, Samuel. <laughs> How are you? Why so serious, Is that boys? your real name? It's only when I'm in trouble. Yeah, right. How many times you've been in trouble of late? Uh, very few. Very few. Today. I've got an interesting T-bone about you later, so that'll uh, <laughs> I'm sure that'll shape some trouble. So no one else in the rugby league world has done anything stupid. It's got to, it's got to go back to me, does it? Uh, well, we've spoken off air about how easy a target you are, and <laughs> it looks like nothing's going to change. <laughs> Goodness gracious me. Uh, well, it's an absolute pleasure, I've got to say that contractually just here, to have both of your company, as always. Uh, the weekend's game, sluggish start. And we spoke about that too last week, that sometimes when you're playing a team at the bottom of the ladder, when you're at the top... It's sometimes a little hard to get yourself up and about for that game when you've got finals coming up and there's bigger things on the horizon. So it was a slow start to the storm, but in the end, a 22 to 8 win over the Titans at home. Yeah, it was a slow start. And uh, we've gone back and forth between slow starts, uh, strong second halves, and going between the two all year. But I think uh, goal t- the Titans definitely came to play. I think their completion rate in the first half was amazing. Um, as you said, I don't know if it is a mentality thing when you play a team that is a little bit lower, but there were some people who had a point to prove. And I think personally, these last three games, hopefully they're starting to reveal some of our flaws that we can get fixed up for the finals. So, um, and you know, there were a few, so Manly this week's going to be a mm. opportunity to sort of rectify those things. Yeah. Well, I think the Titans and the Cowboys both sort of circling those two games the last, you know, last week, looking at it, they've both got nothing to lose. I mean, they're, you know, mm. they're, I think they're going to come in with this goal that they sort of want to, you know, finish the season with a bang. They don't want to finish on a low note. So I think they're going to really come out with something to prove as well, the Cowboys. A couple of impressive performances. Kenny Bromwich, uh, Ryan Pappenhausen. Um, they were both sensational. Kenny Bromwich with a try and a try assist and perhaps 200 metres he ran from full back. That was impressive. Yeah, full back. Um, <laughs> it's one word. Full back. Full back. Oh, right okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, got to keep you accountable Full here, mate, on this station. Back. Uh, so with Kenny Bromwich, I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's the informed second row of the competition. There's no doubt in my mind. He's doing some amazing things, whether it's uh, assisting or you know taking tries himself. I think uh, last, I think it was last week or a week ago, there was the NRL team of the decade. His brother, Jesse Bromwich, was in it. And uh, there were also some other, you know, uh, Cooper's uncle, Andrew Johns, a couple of them did their own. And Jesse wasn't a star feature in all of them. And I think they go under the radar, those the two Bromwich brothers in Sydney. But, mate, Kenny is absolutely killing it. And talk about taking opportunities. Paps is doing just that. And I don't know if, you know, as long as uh, Hughesy's playing well, I don't know if you can leave Paps out of the side at the moment. I think there's a lot. It'd be interesting to see if you put a lot of those players sort of who aren't in that Sydney atmosphere in a Sydney club, what it would do for them oh, in amazing. terms of rep football and like oh, money and contract offers for the year after. I think it would do wonders for them. Like, there's just the media attraction. Is that a common held theme from you guys down here that you're a little bit off the radar? I mean, it's been a, a wonderful era for Storm in representative football, obviously with the, the big three. And then Will Chambers has played a lot of rep footy as well. And you've had other people like Hoff who's done it when he was playing and, mm. and now Felice Cafusi and, and players like that. So you are you do get a lot of people at rep level. But do you think there's actually more knocking on the door at the Storm that just aren't 
getting the attention that they probably should because they're out of the Sydney spotlight. I think yeah. Dale Finucane's the biggest example of that. He would have played way earlier. 100%. Yeah. If he was in a Sydney club, like he's just an absolute freak. And uh, internally he gets the accolades, but externally – and, I mean, you'd be you'd know Sam yourself with the AFL teams that are outside of Melbourne. Are they really getting the same recognition um, as, they, as they probably could? I don't know. It's often a phrase that does come up in AFL when we talk about interstate players and, and people are often quick to trot out the line. If he played a Melbourne club, he'd get a lot more credit and, and kudos and accolades yeah. that he does. So whether you've subscribed to that theory or not, it's definitely a belief that some people have mm. in terms of who gets the recognition, who gets the, um, you know, the, the, their name up in lights mm. and are we as consistent across the whole national competition as we could be in recognising those people. And that wouldn't worry Kenny at all, what we're saying yeah. in terms of recognition. But I would love to see come the end of the year, um, you know, as we as we do get into finals and the footy surround Sydney and awards nights and whatnot, I'd love to see him uh, be recognised for such a phenomenal year. So yeah. if you were putting the Dally M team of the year together, is he is he in your Dally M? What, what spot is he? In the second he... row. Yep. Just about. It's I mean, big, you got to mm. let's think rap footy and think of second rows. I mean, there's you know the, the big yeah, names that yeah. play. Well, there's been a lot of in, like you look at Wade Graham, Sam Burgess. They've both been out for a long time with you suspension and injury. In. I don't think you put them in the mix. Your boy Kenny Gordon is always there. solid. Yeah. Uh, even Curtis Sirin and I think two guys outside of rap footy are just about taking yeah. your um your best second rows. Well, Boyd Gordon is Australian captain, New South Wales captain. But he's, They're not he's gonna... still missed a fair bit of footy too. But yeah. He's out. Yeah. So he's Kenny's solid, been but... there every. Has Kenny missed a game this year? No. There are always some left fielders that come up in the Dallium team of the year and it's not always done yeah, it's on not it, it's completely profile, judged exactly. it's completely judged on your club form isn't it it's yeah, got exactly. nothing to do at any stage I don't think when they evaluate it and they pick the side I don't think it's got anything to, points, to do I think yeah. but in saying that there's a lot of star players at the Storm that would have taken a lot of you know you look at Munster Smithy they're going to take a lot of the points because they're up there in the Dallium count so whether Kenny's getting as recognised just due to them soaking up a lot of the Dallium points I don't know Curtis Scott, uh, we'll get to him in just a minute, mate. His return for the first time in round eight. But Max King, well done to him. Another fantastic debut for the Storm. He becomes player 199. Yeah, how good. So do we, Shander, are we feeling that with our man here, yeah. that this could just be rolling out? Think, if there's no other debuts week. for the rest of this year, he's <laughs> recently been signed, be. recently signed to a full-fledged member of the squad. Looking at a debut next year, do you think it's all this? Is it CJ two hundred? Is it Cooper John two hundred? Two hundred. Uh, I don't know. Let's not jinx it though, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> also, hang on. If you don't, if it doesn't happen, it's my fault. Yeah, is it? One hundred percent. Just about. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think I just feel like all the planets are aligning for you, mate. Yeah, well, it'd well, be in true Cooper John's fashion that it'd have to be the carry on of the two hundred. You know, like, of course, don't it couldn't, you start couldn't, just, carry on. couldn't just be a subtle one nine nine or a one nine five. It has to be the big two hundred. Well, you know, I would have liked one nine nine. I was born in ninety nine. You know, that it all started. You know, ninety nine, nine nine. They won a premiership. In yeah, we well, didn't been get nice. it. Anyway, didn't about get it. Max King. Yeah, back uh, to Max so King. Great debut for the one nine nine. A little bit of insight for fans. You know, always trying to get perspective. And we talk about Kenny Bromwich, and I think as players in the Melbourne Storm, we're very aware of how players are going because we do so much review and have a mm. s- strong understanding of the system at the Melbourne Storm. But a guy like Max King, I think he played, you know, all of 10 minutes, but I just watched a few of his clips on where we get to, you know, all our video lies and every run, rock solid, you mm. know. He was, he was coming, 
coming uh, back at inside shoulders, breaking tackles, you know, finding his front, quick play the balls. I think um, Maxi's definitely one to watch for the fans. I think after a preseason, he's definitely going to be, um, you know, in a strong position to be in that 17 yeah. next year. Well, he's got a lot of experience too. He's played something like 38 NRL games yeah, already at, at the Titans. At a young He's only 22. Mm. Like, that's a lot for a 22-year-old, especially in a front row. Plus, they, they told a story actually. He come down on... He'd be on less than half of what he was at the Titans. Plus, he still had two more years on his Titans contract. Yeah, it's so cool. it was his choice to come down here against, you know, taking less money just for the opportunity to get better. So that's a yeah. that's a real sort of storm player. That's the mentality we like. Isn't him. that incredible? It's and great. again, that's a testament to just how highly regarded the Storm franchise mm. and program is. That mm. you've got people wanting to, they'll take a half their salary just to be involved and just to say, I'm a Storm player. I mean, that's. Mm. You don't often see that much in the world of professional sport. That means a lot. Yeah, it means a whole heap. And, I mean, it would be hard for you to understand. Obviously, your salary's tripled since being on this show with us. But, uh, you know, for a guy like Max King, just just looking to improve. (laughs) You are an idiot. Uh, Curtis Scott returned. That was great to see him back out there. First time since round eight. And he'll be better for the run. And could shape up as being a really important inclusion in the run into finals. Yeah, well, the team's come out this week. Um, don't know if you read too much into it, but Will Chambers has been named. Uh, Curtis drops out for Will. Uh, but healthy competition is good in my eyes, and we have that, yeah. you know, it's a strong uh, thing that we have at the Storm. You know, we've got that next-man mentality, but at the same time, there's a lot of guys that are really pushing for positions, but it only makes people better. And I think at the end of the day, these last three games are going to be really important to a couple of people, in particular in the centres. So, um, you know, we're looking for a big performance from Will this week, but it's good to see Curtis back. You've got a wealth of options in the centre, which we've been reading about over the last couple of weeks. So not that you want to rub any of your teammates up the wrong way, but if, if you think that which way do you think the Bells will go? If you had all your complement fit, then who gets those spots? I think he's in his mindset at the moment, he's strictly going off form. I think he wants to go into finals with the the team that's, you know, got the best form and individuals that are playing the, their best footy. So I don't know... I think the next two games, Manly and Cowboys, is going to be really important to see who he's going to pick for that first semi-final. Yeah, definitely. Storm have signed up a top two spot and they'll get a home final in week one. How important is that? It's been a big topic of conversation when it comes to Geelong in, in the AFL world this week that they finished top, but they won't get to play their home final at their home ground. They'll play it at the MCG so that more fans can go and the game can make more money. Um, how important is that home final for you guys in that, uh, in that first week? Oh, it's massive, uh, you know, on a lower level in terms of reserve grade with the Falcons, we're going through the same thing and we know the importance of it playing at Sunny Coast is massive and for the Storm would be the same thing. I'll tell you what, I'd love to see the minor premiership sewn up this week. You get the photo, you get the carry-on right in front of the Brookvale crowd, putting up <laughs> yeah. the shield. It would be a great moment. I thought, I was actually thinking next week, oh, I hope, you know, hope we get to see it with the minor premiership, get around it, but I would much rather watch it happen at Manly next week. <laughs> yeah, that would the be fans cool. absolutely carry on a treat. The Storm rivalry, it would be a great thing to see this week. Yeah, You owe them one too. Last time you played them, it was a big game, and mm-hmm. Daly Cherry Evans kicked the winning field goal. It was one of the games of the year at Amy Park. So to go up there, return the favour, and also secure the minor premiership in probably against probably your your, your fiercest rival. rival and your yeah. biggest rival, that's got a nice ring to it. Mm. I remember growing up in Manly, going to the uh, I was at the Battle of Brookvale that game where Adam Blair and Glenn Stewart had the big fight. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And I was because I've always been a Storm fan. So I was there with my Storm jersey and Storm beanie, and the crowd were just giving it to me, like because <laughs> really? they knew I was a Beaches boy. Yeah, yeah, they knew I was a Beaches boy. Crowd are just giving it to me. Oh, you're a doll. You're jumping on the bandwagon. 
You're really then, trying to sell this story of how you're a Storm fan. No, I, was a mass, I swear, I was a massive Storm <laughs> fan. Just trying to get the narrative out yeah, there for, yeah, we get for it, CJ200. Just as he Cooper Johns. He grew up a Storm fan in the rough northern beaches no, of Sydney. rough. We can't say that. <laughs> uh, it was that, very rough. That last, uh, that last game where Cherry Evans kicked the goal, I mean, bloody hell, that was disappointing. It mm. reminds me a lot of uh, your Tinder profile, actually. After 17 attempts at trying to direct message a woman, that's about the same amount of field goals we had to try and win the game. So, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it was a disappointing time. And, again, something that I feel like you can relate to. I can, and persistence pays off. Is, so, is like, for why it was for, a game of the season for you? For all the young kids out there, <laughs> if you're listening, if, you, if your first years don't succeed, try, try again. Exactly. Wow. You are inspiring, Sam. Thanks. You really Sam are. Well. No, I appreciate it. Uh, and it's a big night uh, for Nelson Asofa Solomona, who will bring up game 100 for the Storm this weekend. Uh, it's always a, those milestone games are always done so well yes. by the Storm. What have we got uh, planned for the big fella? Well, we're, it's an away game, so it always Nothing. Ch- it changes it a little bit. <laughs> there'll be a, no, there'll be it a presentation, be yeah. and yeah, all the players are made to feel really special and. Um, Internally, there's a big emphasis put on those milestone games, as you can imagine. Same for any debut. It's an important moment for Nelson, and you always want that player to sort of have that memory with a win. So, um, mate, there's a lot on the line. We're talking minor premiership in front of a Brookvale crowd. Nelson's 100, and our chance, if we want to really show that we're a fighting chance in the finals, we want to be able to knock off Manly this week. Yeah. I think, how old is Nelson? Is he 23 this year? Yeah, he's young too. I mean, he's seven that's 100 tall, games. he's young. Jeez, that's quick to get 100 games. Mm-hmm. Played every game this year. Boys, we'll take a quick break. On the other side, we'll go through the week that was in rugby league. The biggest news story coming out of, I suppose, is Newcastle, what's been happening with Nathan Brown. We'll get your views on that, and we'll go behind the scenes on what's been happening this week for the Melbourne Storm. Our special guest, too, before the end of the show, will be the Sunny Coast Falcons CEO, Chris Flannery. They are the feeder feeder (laughs) team for the Melbourne Storm, where these two Muppets spend a fair bit of their time, which just goes to show you how bright the future for the Storm is. We'll speak to Sunny Coast Falcons CEO, Chris Flannery, very, very soon. Paul Kelly, great song. It is a great song. It is a great song. Glad you approve. Uh, We'll be back with more Storm Hour after this on SEN. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour. Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Welcome back to the Storm Hour. Shandor Earl and Cooper Johns are back for another big week. Uh, Very shortly, we'll catch up with the Sunny Coast Falcons CEO, Chris Flannery. It's been a fantastic year for one of Storm's two feeder sides, which both these boys play for. So it'd be great to get an insight into the next generation of stars coming through for the Melbourne Storm. Boys, biggest news in rugby league this week surely has to be the situation unfolding at Newcastle uh, with the coach, Nathan Brown, who reports saying that immediately after their their massive loss on the weekend, uh, immediately tendered his resignation and offered to walk away. Uh, the club said no, but today it looks like that and has been announced that he will leave effective immediately. What's going on here? Uh, I think, yeah, Kubo, you'd have a bit of an idea about this, mate. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit disappointing, I think, because he did have a hard job from the start. Wayne mm. Bennett did leave, you know, Newey in a bad way. So, and I think the last couple of years he did slowly build a really good roster. And I think this was the year that something had to happen. I think he knew from the start something had to happen or else he was gone. Mm. Um, you know, I think if you ask 
anyone ten weeks ago, you go, no, there's you know he's he's the man. They're going to get long term, but you know things can happen week to week in rugby league. And after a few weeks of just losing consistently, like everyone's just sort of looks like the playing the leaders in the have sort of turned on him a little bit. Not turned on him as such, but. I think he's just lost a bit of respect among the players. and then Why would that be, though? Because it seems like when he went up there, he's talked about the fact that he had to turn around what was a bit of a party culture and try to get people into actually being professional athletes and knowing what it took in terms of recovery and preparation and things like that. So that takes a while to bed in a culture. Why do you think that and why do we believe that the playing group now aren't on side with, with any of that? It's it's so hard to say. Like you know, without being there, you can mm. speculate all you want, as the media do. And there, I think there are you know they allude to some signals within the game or some comments um, to the media from players that could paint the picture of you know maybe a lack of culture and leadership within the club. Again, hard for us to speculate about that. But I've actually been in a similar situation when I was at the Raiders, and uh, David Ferner was actually sacked. Um, now, if I'm honest, that was actually driven by the leadership group and the playing group, essentially. It came to a point where we came off success, had a poor year, and you just have lost touch with the coaching staff. There's a lack of communication. The players feel like um, there's nothing there and it would be the biggest call. So for me, that was a pretty rattling thing to go through as a young player to experience the playing group going, like pushing a coach out and it actually being successful. But I would say now after being a part of the storm, love the club, love the playing group and love the staff and administration of that club. But culturally compared to the storm, we're talking night and day. Like it just doesn't even match up. So I think you need some guys in there who are, who have had success, who are genuine leaders to come in and say, this is how things are done. And a core group of young players that are potentially on a lot of money, they can't be the ones that are running the club. It's got to come from mm. the top down. So, you know, the speculation of a guy like Adam O'Brien who's been at the Storm, a really strong personality and coach who only knows the standard of success and that's what he's going to demand. Someone like that comes in and I think you're going to see some changes. Yeah. Well, that's what NRL.com are reporting, that Adam O'Brien will be announced and unveiled as the coach for 2020 um, by the end of this week. In the meantime, Christian Wolfe, who's actually the Tongan test coach, he will take over uh, as the interim and they've got a couple of games to go. It all sort of looked like it was going well for them at the start of the year. They were, they were winning games. You had Mitchell Pearce in probably career best form. Caelan Ponga, you know, is going to probably end up being one of the best players in the competition if he's not already. And then, you know, guys like David Clemmer who, you know, bring the passion and the... Um, and the drive to, to the side. So it looked like they sort of had the pieces to, and, and, and I suppose the star power to get some results this year, but it seems to have all fallen away in a hurry yeah. at an alarming rate, really. Rugby league, eh? Yeah, I know. Funny I think how things can change. Nathan Brown's coaching style, it's, he's very much a, f- a friendly sort of coach. Like he's, he sort of wants to be more towards the playing group rather than a coachy sort of, if you, if you get my drift, he's not, someone that, you know, cracks down on this and that. He's very much around the playing group and wants to be friendly with everyone. I think that's where, you know, once the things start to go wrong in the group, when a coach is trying to be very friendly with everyone rather than make big decisions and hard decisions, that's where it can, like the senior leaders can sort of lose a bit of respect, I think, there. I think Adam O'Brien has a perfect mix of personal relationship with the players as well as being, you know, a very hard sort of coach on them. So how does Craig Bellamy do that? Because I've often admired the fact that this is a guy who is revered by the players and universally respected. Seems like he knows how to give a good spray when necessary, but you speak to all you guys and there's a lot of love for him. I mean, his, his relationships with the players, especially for the guys that have been there a long time, like, like Cam and, and, and Cooper and Billy and, and guys like that, seems to 
be almost brotherly or, or father-son. So how does he get the mix right? The one thing about Craig is, and I'm trying to think other coaches that could be of an example, maybe a Wayne Bennett, but the, uh, is it the aura? Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. yeah. That Craig has, that, that alone is like, that does it all. Yep. Let's let's forget his technique, his coaching, whatever. That alone demands respect. So yep. not many coaches possess that power. Do you know what I mean? But putting that aside, he's no nonsense. He's happy. He you know he he'll offer you a a mentoring role in terms of you know he'll always care about you. He'll always have your back. He's a father figure. But at the same time, this is what he wants. This is what he needs done, and he'll let you know about it. So I think there needs to be that level of honesty and accountability, and you can't stray away from that. I'm happy to be your mate in this time, but when we talk football and when we need to get things done, that's how it's done, and he drives yep. that consistently. It's interesting, isn't it? Lee Matthews, who's one of the, probably the greatest player that's ever played AFL, spoke about him himself as a coach. He's a four-time premiership winning coach as well, and he said, I wasn't the best tactical coach, but he knew that the players played because they were in awe of him and wanted to do everything they could to impress him. He knew that was his big greatest strength There's nothing as a coach. Yeah. Um, Boys, the, uh, we spoke about this last week. Don't forget to all members too and ticket holders from Sunday's game that you can head to Pancake Parlour until midnight tonight to pick up your free short stack uh, in our We Win, You Win promotion. Head to the Storm website if you want to know more details. How do they still taste, got... Sam? Did you, did you, you, I heard you went the other day too. It was good, wasn't it? Oh, they're, uh, nothing better than a good short stack. I oh. like pancakes with maple syrup and I also have bacon with pancakes. Have you really? ever had like, Canadian. It's like a Canadian breakfast? Yeah, I have had that. It's my favourite. And yeah. banana. Uh, Banana, bacon, maple syrup, maybe some ice cream. Oh, what else? <laughs> this show's got a lot of pull. We know we've made some things happen, and there is rumours, uh, you know, if we're signing on for 2020, that there may be a short Sam Hargrave stack. <laughs> With banana and cream uh, featuring on next year's menu. So yeah, we can make that happen. Let's get that happening. Hey, Sunny Coast Falcons boys had a good win at Burley on the weekend. Uh, have got a game at home against Ipswich to finish off this season. Uh, and you've won the minor premiership, which is a fantastic achievement. So too of the Sunny Coast Lightning in the Suncorp Super Nipple. So congratulations to you guys and to them as well. But that's a fantastic season. And you've, you've had to battle injuries as well to, to get to that point. Yeah, there has been a lot of injuries as well as a lot of people going up to first grade and, um, you know, being 18th and 19th man. So that that's a big sort of thing. Shandor's been 18th man a lot down here. So he hasn't been able to come up and play. But I think, you know, much like the Storm, that next man up mentality for the Falcons has been the exact same. Like the boys that have come up that are playing local league up at Sunshine Coast have been just as outstanding. And there's a lot of healthy competition amongst the group there. So, um, and I'm sure, you know, it'll be the same for the Lightning being so successful. Got to give huge credit to the local league, like the the Sunshine Coast system and the coaching mm. stuff up there for sure. Well, we'll look forward to speaking more about that up very shortly when we catch up with the CEO of the Sunny Coast Falcons, Chris Flannery. Now, the Storm's last home game will be against North Queensland. By the way, East will finish eighth, and they'll also make the Intrust Super Cup finals. That's the other Storm feeder side. So well done to East as well. Yeah, well um, the, <laughs> the last home game for the Storm will be against the North Queensland Cowboys at Amy Park. On Friday week, so a good chance to get along and support the Storm in their final home game of the year. And then, of course, it's finals just around the corner. We've got several double passes to get involved with the Storm in their final home how game. How several? Uh, how many several? Okay, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. I've got six double passes. Oh, wow. To the Storm's final home game of the year next so week on several. Friday. Yeah. What, well, it no. is several. That's the collective. Several, that's a, that's seven, a, isn't it? No, no. No, it's not. <laughs> isn't it? No, seven is seven. Oh. I thought several meant seven of. 
No, oh. this is, I've got numerous. It's when you don't know the exact number. You've got several. It's more than a couple. That's, it's more than a that few. That is a, a couple is two. That, a couple mate, is, that's a joke. A, a couple is two. A few is a three. A few is three. And then, and then several is anything up. else what after that. stupid... That's half that's, a dozen. Is that's six. a mistake of the English language. Don't you've pretty much mentioned three quarters of the number and then added rule on the end, and you're going to claim it doesn't mean seven. You I know, think you're wrong. I wonder if there's no, one for, I'm not. You know what? Let's throw out the phone. Is is there a word for six? Well, no. Then you're sort of going. Does into, several mean seven? The fa- let the fans. Yeah, do that one. one Qua- then one, you're going into quadruple or. Be so honest. Was several. if your opinion. Be honest. Do did you per- previously think? And we're just saying Sam's right, which is you know. Uh, could be very wrong, but did you actually think several means seven? No, not at all. D- no, the fans, mate. We get your opinion. Yeah, we're talking. <laughs> oh, okay. We're not, we're not talking, but he's looking at you. He's not actually asking. I you. guarantee yeah. that people thought it was seven. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Nicely done from you. If you can give the right, if you can give the collect uh, the correct answer, no we've got a double. We've got opinion. we've got a double pass to the Melbourne Storms last home game next Friday. Against the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, you also headed over to Victoria Cricket HQ for meetings and recovery today. A bit of a change of scenery. What did you learn over there? And did you have a bit of a net session? Hey, we did. Head to uh, who's, who chucked some stuff up? Billy Walters, Billy Walters. young uh, son of Kevin. Sorry for using his first name. How dare I? <laughs> uh, we did have a bit of a hit in the nets. The boys got the bowling machine out and all. But, yeah, as you said, change of scenery. I think it's nice to conduct a few meetings at this time of the year. So it's uh, just a... You know, I think it just adds a little bit of a different mm. dimension, a bit of a new vibe. So it was very nice and light that. there, wasn't it? It was mm. beautiful. It's a nice facility. Mm. It's gorgeous. All right, let's uh, try and get some answers here. Uh, Tom's in Packenham. Hello, Tom. Hey, guys. How are you? How are you, Tommy? Um, I reckon several means anything more than a few. Thank you very much. Oh, come on. Thank you very much, Tom, and for that, for being just a really good guy and very, very intelligent. Uh, I'm going to give you a double pass to go and see the Storm play their final home game at Amy Park next Friday against the North Queensland Cowboys, mate. Uh, enjoy that, and thanks for ringing in. Thanks, mate. Well done, Tommy. Beautifully done oh, from we've Tommy. we just got a message from the producer. Uh, that was actually Tom Hargrave, Sam's cousin, so that's <laughs> pathetic. Uh, and this is Danny Hargrave. No, it's not. It's Danny in Patterson's Lake. Danny, uh, if you want to weigh in on this debate. Come on, Danny. I absolutely do, and I'm sorry, but um, the other guy was right, but even more so, a few is three and several is more than three. Damn it. Boom. Thank you very much, Danny. <laughs> I love how you referred to as the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just so uh, you are. Yeah, Sam, thank you, though, Danny. I appreciate <laughs> We appreciate the you calling through. Show. Danny, stay on the line. You've got a double pass to go and see the Storm play the Cowboys. It's the Storm's final home game of the year, so make sure you get along and support it. Amy Park, Friday, September 6th, all thanks to Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. And, boys, just a quick shout-out to the NRL Victoria preliminary finals on the weekend. Altona Roosters. And Truganina, Rabbitohs yes. were the semi-final winners in first grade last weekend. So well done to all involved. Uh, Shandor, we're going to hear about your night's uh, night or nights. Did you go to both basketball games? Just the one. Just the one. That's yes. what I, I did see you there. Yes, uh, we'll have a chat did. about that before we do T-Bones of the week. But coming up next, our special guest on the Storm Hour, Sunny Coast Falcons have finished top of the ladder uh, in the Intrust uh, Queensland Cup. Their CEO, Sean Flannery, to join us next on the Storm Hour. SEN. On SEN, this is the Melbourne Storm Hour 
Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Coming up very shortly, we'll nominate our T-Bones of the Week. This is where we hand out nominations for who's been the biggest idiot of the week. Uh, 1300 736 736. If you've got a nomination, or 0433981116 on the text. Uh, very soon we'll get our very special guest, Chris Flannery, the Sunshine Coast CEO, up on the field. I think that's him there. Is that him on line nine? Beautifully done, Damo. Thank you, mate. Just want to make sure we've got the right person coming yeah. on. Well, Sean. It's not Sean Flannery, the one you said before. So. You know, you didn't have to say that. He wouldn't have known that I'd accidentally <laughs> said Sean Flannery. We want him to know. Yeah, he <laughs> needs to know. I don't want him to know. Yeah, uh, by the way, sure guys, Chris Flannery, uh, 126 games for the Roosters, 138 for St. Helens in the Super League, 10 State of Origin appearances as well. Uh, he's the co- the CEO, I should say, of the Sunny Coast Falcons. They've been the feeder club for the Storm since 2015, a fantastic pathway to the Melbourne Storm. Chris has been good enough to join us. Chris, I don't know what they're talking about, mate. They're making up lies that I, call, I called you the wrong name earlier. Yeah, obviously uh, very big down in Melbourne, so uh, thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, appreciate it. The disrespect. <laughs> hey, Chris, congratulations on a fantastic year. The Sunny Coast Falcons finishing top of the ladder. Uh, you must be really wrapped with how the, the season's unfolded so far for you. Yeah, definitely, mate. It's been a fantastic season, obviously, to date. Uh, only one loss so far and, yeah, only one regular season home game to go. So, yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, we're, we're pretty excited about the upcoming final series. But, yeah, we've got Ipswich uh, this Sunday, firstly, to get through and then on to the final. So, yeah, very exciting. It's been a, a great uh, partnership with the Melbourne Storm. Flano Shandor here. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. How are you? Good, good. Mate, I just wanted to, uh, you know, for all the Storm fans listening, I wanted to give some insight into when you started at the club, uh, where 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 did the Falcons lie and what have you implemented since you got there to get us to, you know, what's turned out to be an amazing season? Yeah, look, uh, I don't know how long you've got on the radio uh, segment here, <laughs> but, um, yeah, look, it was a, obviously, a, you know, when I took over at the end of 2013, I think we just had our second or third wooden spoon, so... Uh, we'd won about, um, we're in the midst actually of the, of the longest losing streak, which still stands um, in rugby league. So I think we ended up losing, I, I only got there for the back end, but we got we ended up losing about 36 games in a row. So yeah. you can imagine, um, you know, going through a couple of seasons without a win, mate, it was some very dark times. And um, yeah, when, when they first actually asked me to, uh, would I take the CEO role? I actually turned them down because it was just, um, you know, they didn't have an NRL feeder team and, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of sort of sponsorship at the at the time. So, yeah, mate, it was, you know, pretty dark times. But, yeah, we thankfully, um, you know, through Frank Panisi, uh, we, we got the Melbourne Storm up um, in 2014 for a meeting and obviously showed them the facilities. And, uh, and you know, it just coincided with, probably, you know, the Melbourne Storm were obviously affiliated with, the Cronulla Sharks at that time, and I don't think that relationship was probably uh, exactly what they were looking for. So, yeah, it was just a, a great timing for us. And, um, yeah, obviously, once we got Frank and um, and, and the coaching staff up, to, you know, Craig, Craig had already been up, and you know, several years before and knew our chairman, Ashley Robinson, quite well. So, but yeah, it all just tied in really nicely, mate. And obviously, signed the deal in 2014, and it, it started in 2015. So, it's all been... Um, you know, travelling along very nicely since then. How good. Hello, Chris. It's Cooper here. Yep. How are you? Yes, good. Thanks, mate. How are you? Oh, mate, I'm doing wonderful. Hey, um, I just wanted to go back to your playing career for a little bit, mate. You're part of a, probably one of the most successful Roosters uh, sides ever. Uh, who's the best player that you ever played with? 
Oh, mate, it'd have to be uh, Freddie Fittler for sure, mate. He was just an amazing player and, you know, he just made all of us players outside him look, you know, a lot better than what we were and just the, you know, ultimate competitor, mate. He, he, he never let the team down and, uh, you know, he pulled us out of a, a lot of a lot of tough games. But, yeah, if I had to know, if I had to, you know, uh, go with one, it'd be Freddie. But, yeah, obviously played with, you know, some real legends that were going through that period. And, you know, guys like Anthony Minicello and... Craig Fitzgibbon, Luke Ricketson, um, Brian Fletcher, and yeah, it was uh, you know just a just really <laughs> really uh, good team to be involved in. Oh wow! So who was and now on the other side of the spectrum, who was the worst player you ever played with? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh mate, I don't know if I can answer that one. I don't even know. Probably was but, it uh, the winger maybe that Scott Sattler tackled? Right, <laughs> <laughs> leave. Leave Skinny Burn alone, mate. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> mate, Skinny, Skinny Burn actually, he the way that he got to the Roosters, he was we were doing a hill session one morning, and Skinny was just walking back from the beach with his surfboard under the arm, and we were doing a few hills, and he asked if he could jump in, and actually ran with us until he spewed and kept on running while we were stealing, and Ricky Stewart loved him after that. So no he, way. Uh, he got signed. Wow. Yeah, mate, that's actually. Yeah. Yeah. That is insane. Crazy. Yeah, it was. Oh. So what he's done is yeah, actually no. an amazing feat. Cheers, Cooper. Let's just take <laughs> this out. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty crazy story. Can't all be but, from um, rugby league royalty, can we, Flanner? Yeah, that's right, mate. That's right. We can't all go uh, up like that. <laughs> I, I apologise to him now. Uh, Chris Flannery, on the other side of the coin, who is the best player that you ever played against? Um, mate, I would have to say uh, Cooper's uncle, um, uh, yeah, you know, obviously, Joey was just uh, you know a phenomenal player. Probably state of origin, he, he carved us up, um, carved me up uh, quite a number of times. And yeah, just you know, as I said, just another competitor. And you know, if uh, if you switched off for half a second against Joey, you'd, you know, he'd lay a try on or, or um, yeah, and it just through that, you know, we had. I played State of Origin from 2002 to 2006, and uh, for those first three or four years, Joey was just at his absolute best. And um, it wasn't until he actually retired uh, at the end of 2005 that we, you know, we, we obviously started that run. So probably wasn't a, a coincidence that, that um, yeah, Joey retired and we started, um, you know, going well. But it was, um, yeah, he, he was a, he was a great player. Chris, um, since 2004, how many times on a daily basis do you get asked about that hit from Sonny Bill Williams? Yeah, yeah it's, um, it, it gets brought up quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, obviously they, they love playing it on the, uh, on, the, on the footy shows and the Matty John show and, and whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's, um, mate, I, yeah, there's not too many people that have had uh, a hit like that put on them from Sonny Bill. But, uh, no, it was, yeah, obviously, you know, in a grand final, so it was, it was quite spectacular, and yeah, I think it's had about ten million hits on YouTube. So yeah, it's a bit of a, uh, I'm a bit of a YouTube star. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> take that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a great show. It was actually, um, actually, my first run of the game that one. So um, yeah, it was a, it was a good way to start that. It's confidence booster that. <laughs> yeah, confidence booster. Do you remember yeah, much was, of the uh, game after that? Mate, uh, yeah, obviously remember bits and pieces, but yeah, we we it was probably one that got away from us. I think we were up thirteen uh, six at half time in that grand final, and yeah, Canterbury just just came over the top of, top of us in the second half, and yeah, they had some 
some great players at the time, um, you know, both in Astra and uh, Hazem and El Masri and uh, yeah, it was a, yeah, just a, it was a, a bit of a um, yeah bad game to lose. We obviously won 2002 and then uh, lost 2003 the year before that, and yeah, it was uh, yeah not not good. Yeah, Sam, Sam was about to call you Sean again. Sorry, mate. I just had to yeah, interject right, there. It just, it's funny because it just reminded me that the big hit that you took, although you got up and went again, it, it, it just really reminded me of Sam's early radio career, just getting knocked down but trying to persevere and then finding his feet on the storm hour with Cooper Johnson, Cinderella. So, yeah. It's uh, just yeah. a bit of a backstory for you, Chris. Yeah, who says yeah, dreams yeah. can't come true? Hey, Chris. I feel a bit like That's Freddie. Right. Fi- we, we feel a bit like Freddie Fitler, Flano, just carrying him along with us. Yeah, making the boys outside look good. That's yeah, right. Good work. If Freddie Fitler was here, it'd be the most intelligent conversation I've had since this show started, and that's saying something. Oh, what are you going to get, Sam? Ratings are obviously through the roof. Through the roof. Hey, Chris Flannery, thank you so much for being on the Storm Hour. It's been a real win-win, this partnership, the Sunny Coast Falcons and the Melbourne Storm. It's got another year to run, a great pathway for NRL players uh, to the Storm. And as you say, finishing top of the ladder, just the one loss this year. Good luck in the finals, and thanks for having a chat to us on the Storm Hour. And I'm sorry you have to put up with these two clowns on such a regular basis. <laughs> no, no worries, mate. It's great having those guys. And, yeah, thanks very much for having me. Appreciate it. Cheers, Flannery. What a good man, Chris Flannery. Well, it's that time of the week, boys. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We nominate our T-Bone of the Week. And, Shandor, there's a team of the year that you're really keeping an eye on. It's not the Dally M team of the year. We'll explain that on the other side of this and find out how you went at the basketball the other night. I don't know if you saw much of the game because you seemed to be on your phone the whole time taking selfies, but we'll find out a little (laughs) bit more about how you went at the basketball when the Boomers created a bit of history at Marvel Stadium. That's all still to come on the Storm Hour. Get your T-Bone of the Week nominations in. one 736 736 Storm Hour, SEN. Give us a call now, and I've got double passes to the Storm's final home game of the year against the Cowboys next Friday night at Amy Park. All thanks to Melbourne Storm, our city, your club. Before we get to the T-Bone of the Week, though, there's a couple of things we've got to get through first. Cooper, I believe you've got something important that you'd like to address, and um, the, the, the floor is yours. <clears throat> Thank you very much, Sam. Um, it's actually really hard for me to speak about, but maybe we cue the music now, Sam. This life goes on. Um, maybe turn it down a little bit so I can speak as well. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Shandor, if you listen to the show regularly, um, Shandor had a segment, you know, maybe six weeks ago where, you know, we had a little, our first argument, me and Shandor, and, um, you know, he <laughs> made a public apology on, on the radio for me, and now I'm doing the same because uh, <laughs> Shandor on, the, on Sunday wasn't himself. He was, uh, he was tired, fatigued from a long flight, and, um, you know, he viciously attacked me at the airport while I was picking up my luggage. And um, I don't want to go, you know, too far into it, but my, you know, my carry-on luggage has a broken spleen and it's been in hospital for six, for, you know, the last three days, uh, nursing a few broken ribs as well. But for to paint the picture for the fans, you know, it was very much sort of like Scar and Mufasa. And, um, you know, when Mufasa, you know, saved, saved his little child and tried to climb up, you know, the hill and Muf- Scar mm. sort of kicked him down back into the water buffaloes where he got trampled and killed. <laughs> wildebeest, but yeah. The wildebeest. Sure. And, you know, for those who have seen The Usual Suspects, is the movie. Is an apology? I don't know what um, this is. <laughs> what it is is it's me, it's me lending out the olive branch. Are you going to pick it up or are you going to leave it there? <laughs> the balls in the It's, it's a strange apology, <laughs> but I'm, I'm willing to pick it up. And what is this putrid song that you're delivering? As way of apology. Uh, I don't know. You picked it, so. 
locked up. <laughs> let, let it just play for a little bit. Come over. I'm going to go give you a hug. <laughs> oh, this is nice. That's nice. It's great to hug a big coat hanger frame like that. I'm wondering why he's apologising to you when you viciously attacked him. Yeah, well, he hasn't really sold the story well. Firstly, it wasn't viciously attacked. It was yeah. just, as if, you know. Kicked my back. <laughs> he kicked it really hard. He was he's an, he was antagonising. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so it was justified in the end. 100%. Yeah. All right, there we go. Nothing to see here. We'll move on. Okay. But that was a lovely apology, Cooper. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think you did a good job there. Thanks, Sam. Do you feel good? Do you feel like you've got it off your chest and I you feel, feel better? I feel good about it. Accepted. I feel, it's character building. Yeah, yeah I it feel, is. Well, I feel like last time, after our last fight, um, we really got you know a stronger relationship from it. And I feel like we moved to the next level. So hopefully that happens again. What's the next level? I don't know. Are yeah. we going to have a Here's child? imagination. Maybe. Well, we'll wait and see. Shandor, uh, basketball. We're happy we get, to adopt you before, as our child. <laughs> I'm twice the age of both of you. Yes, but yeah, you know, well, you're smaller you're like, than both like, of us. Yeah, and you like independence. Because <laughs> you're professional athletes. I should, I should be smaller than you. You're um, smaller than the average male. Not around, not around the stomach region. Uh, Chandor, you yes. were at the basketball. I saw you there. I walked yes. in and just saw some buffoon filming me as I walked in. Did you have a good night? I did have a great night. There's a lot of controversy around the uh, arena setup, which I was a little bit shocked by. At the end of the day, like yourself, uh, so, sorry, sorry. Unlike yourself, I was given the tickets. You would have uh, used the powers that be at this radio station to get a start there. But the seats were amazing, I thought. I was about you know six rows back, all of 10 metres. Now, I understand that the, the controversy surrounds where the basketball court floor was raised, being at a stadium, and you couldn't see that. But man, I thought I could see everything. And if I paid for the tickets, I don't know if I'd be, like, so disappointed. I don't know what your thoughts were. Um, I, I was a guest there of Basketball Australia, so I'm not going <laughs> to – I'm not <laughs> – is that why you were tagging everyone in your stories, the shout-outs? Yeah, you got to thank people for, for, okay. for their hospitality and their I've kindness. All. all I'm saying is, mate, you don't know Paddy Mills. Stop tagging oh, I, I actually do know Paddy Mills. <laughs> <laughs> We've met on a couple of occasions. I wouldn't say we're mates, but we, I've, I've met him a couple okay. of times. All right. And Dally. Della Dover. Matthew, Della Vadova. Dally. Okay. Yep. Della Cherry Evans. Dally. Oh, that's what I said, Dally. No, you said Dally. No, I said Dally. What are you getting from the Dally after this? Anyway. <laughs> Salami. Anyway. So I thought uh, I thought they did a magnificent job in making the stadium, you know, transform mm. into the arena that it was. And to see fifty one thousand there was brilliant. Uh, I was incredibly excited to be there. I love my basketball as well. Would I have liked to see a little bit more? I'm a short ass, so of course I'm going to say. It. And I was actually sitting behind Felice Cafusi, so yeah, and the, he, yeah, he had the hair out, right. uh, and he turned around. They went, "I'm sorry." I said, "It's not your fault, mate." The, the court could have been maybe just a little bit higher, but at the end of the day that you're trying to transform a football stadium into a basketball stadium. I think by and large, they did an incredible job. Now, if I had paid a lot of money for the tickets and I couldn't see a lot of the court, I understand people being upset mm. with that. But I think it's the the experience as a whole, I, I loved it. I, I had a great time. A couple of questions and comments from that. Um, <laughs> apparently, uh, Felice tells me that your partner, your date on the night, was actually giving you play-by-play because you couldn't see. She's, <laughs> she's actually had a couple of inches on you. Is that Secondly, true? Secondly. Uh, was there with a friend. A couple of great basketball players in that team. I mean, one of my favourites, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker. You know those guys? Yes, I do. What team do they play for? Well, Kemba Walker has just gone from the Charlotte Hornets to the Boston Celtics. Oh, and Jason Tatum just a little tester. Plays for the Boston Celtics. <laughs> 
you, you win. All right, good work. Uh, T-Bones, we're going to move on to the T-Bone segment, guys. I'll take us into that one, the segue. Uh, for those who are wondering what a T-Bone is, well, T-Bone is our idiot of the week. Cameron Munster, a great friend of the show. He was uh, been on it yet. living in a... Be quiet, Sam. <laughs> pen just snapped in my face. <laughs> See, how dare you interrupt the intro? Sam, you be quiet over there. He All was right. living in a uh, house with a couple of storm boys. They decided to nickname themselves the Porterhouse. Uh, they decided to get a tattoo to celebrate their newfound gang, and uh, Cameron unfortunately got a T-bone steak, making him an idiot, and therefore we like to celebrate Idiot of the Week. Who'd like to open the bowling this evening? Uh, I'll start. Um, CJ200. So me and me and Shandor the other, last week were... Shandor and I. Oh, you just had to, didn't you, Sam? <laughs> I did. Anyway, sorry about that, guys. He always just has to open his mouth or it's not welcome. Keep going. Anyway, me and Shandor were walking the streets and... Um, these two, this isn't about you. I'm not targeting you again, Shandor. Um, just I didn't want to get angry. Um, <laughs> these two people come up to Shandor and said, hey, um, how old are you to Shandor? Oh, you know, I'm 29, you know, I'm a big strapping lad. And they proceeded to try to sell Married at First Sight to him and try to get him oh, on the that's show. that's right. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? We were Did just you... standing there. They were basically like trying to recruit me to Married at First Sight. Yeah. That's interesting. That's something. That, so there were some me, producers was from Channel 9 who yeah. saw you, came up and said, we want you to be on Married at First Sight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do I scream that show? For me, you would scream that show. Like you're Desperate. just looking to, yeah, looking to take a punt like someone no, I'm not a, me. No, I'm not a piece of human filth. Um, I wouldn't go on that show. <laughs> I'm not desperate for just some kind of attention. And to boost an Instagram page for well, 15 minutes. But, you you know, if it's a guarantee of a potential partner, I feel like that could uh, yeah. be of There's no guarantee you. of a potential partner. That's the, it's, it's the worst show on television. It is absolute trash. And the people that are on it are absolute trash. I've actually got it on my profile. Wow. If, <laughs> if, if you've been on a reality dating show, please swap left. Oh, wow. The Tinder profile you're talking about. Yeah, and the Bumble. <laughs> and the 40 other dating apps that you're on. Uh, Cooper, so are we talking T-Bone for the producers? Yeah, of producers, okay, not you. Great. Just oh, yeah. To, yeah. Well, it would have been you if you accepted it. Just wanted to clear that up. Uh, I've didn't. got two um, go. from the basketball. Uh, so we'll start with the first one. I did post a video of this. The Storm also shared it. We were actually lucky enough to have the seats that were along the, um, basically the walkout. So yeah. they walked out from the bottom of the stadium into the court. Uh, so, you know, there was a bit of hype around that. And I got some footage, Jerome Hughes, Brandon Smith, smiling ear to ear, trying to slap up every basketball player. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It was a real throwback moment to potentially what the Storm fans experienced for some of the NRL guys. And it was that it was just hilarious to watch. It was very funny. I saw that video. He just genuinely looked like a super fan. I know. It's great. But it was kind of, at the same time, it's kind of cool. But you're still, you're still kind of an idiot. So that's my T-bone. The, the bigger <laughs> T-bone, though, the big juicy T-bone, medium rare, uh, $50 steak is Sam the Short Stack Hargraves. <laughs> yes. Now, I was actually, I wandered over, Sam can debate this, I'm not interested in his uh, lack of facts, but I wandered over to say hello to Sam, say hello to Felice and, and Jerome, and int- obviously Sam introduced me to his date, a, a lovely young blonde, um, obviously an internet dating situation, <laughs> but I didn't mention that. He basically introduced himself and he said, hey, you know, this is such and such. I don't remember names, but um, he's, he's, he's introduced himself as um, these are the guys, uh, they're on my show on SEN. Uh, you know, I, I work with them once a week. And, you, know, I, you know, so and just the, the disrespect and it was quite disgrace, disgraceful for me to be introduced as not only uh, a low, lower than Sam, mm. not in height, of course, but um, 
and then status. just to be yeah in status, and then to be told that it's his show. Like yeah. obviously, just the lies. First of all, um, obviously the, the, the relationship. Yes, because that's one thing gonna, we hate on this show is lies. Yeah, clearly, I mean. Relationships are built on honesty, Sam. I know you don't have a lot of experience with those, but uh, it's probably a, not a great first step for you. And then mm. just, uh, yeah, it was it was just really disgusting. Well, what if she's listening, Sam? What if she listen, like if she listened to the show, she'd obviously know. You know, it's well, not I your went show. to the basketball with a friend of mine. And what was her name? What was her name? First name. That's that's, that's not. Uh, she hasn't given the all clear for that like to be her? put out on radio. Well, why would I go to the basketball with someone I don't like? Is it your first date you've ever been on her? No. Her name's and on a dating not, app. It's so it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a friend. Okay. I thought you were going to get up me because I actually left her there. <laughs> I had to get back to work. No. I, I had to get back here to be on air. So That's I had to actually worse. say, i got to go. So I'll she stayed later. there by herself. Yeah, she did. Wow. And then she met a nice young man with the name of Cooper <laughs> Johns out the front of the basketball. <laughs> what were you doing out there, busking? Yeah, well, I didn't have tickets, so I was just out there yeah, waiting just trying for to see if you could get a scalp number. Uh, that's very nice. Hey, we've got to get to, we've got a nomination for a T-Bone of the Week before we're running a little bit over time. Declan is in Epping. Have you got a T-Bone of the Week nomination for us, Declan? Yeah, hey, guys. How are you? Hey, I have mate. got the Australian cricket captain. Oh, dear. Calling, calling the review. And LB went it nearly the square leg umpire in the head. That's how bad it was. <laughs> I did hear yeah. about that, actually. It wasn't the greatest call from Timothy, was it, Declan? No, especially a wicketkeeper calling, like, for reviews. Maybe if you still the mid-off or mid-on or something, that'd be cool, but not as a keeper. Declan, thank you very much for your nomination. Double Have pass. a double pass to we'll see Melbourne the Storm take on the North Queensland Cowboys. Amy Park, Friday, September 6th. All thanks to Melbourne Storm. Our city, your club. Uh, it's not too late to get involved in the Melbourne Storm too. Uh, home games, membership, uh, you get access to finals tickets. Just hit up the website, melbournestorm.com.au for all the information. Good luck this weekend, boys. Storm taking on Manly. It's always a cracker. And the sunny coast uh, Falcons, good luck in your game this week, your final home and away game of the season. Thanks for joining us, Sam. Are you paying it's, us overtime, Sam? It's, I was trying to shut you up a fair while ago. Uh, another T-Bone of the Week nomination just coming through on the SMS. T-Bone of the Week, Shandor for thinking several is seven. What a T-Bone. Yeah, <laughs> 0433. 9811116. Boys, thank you. We'll see you next week. Cheers, mate. See, see you, Sam. Sam.